Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag NBA. Just like everybody else, you know, you'll have those days if we do get back to it, however much time that they give us to get back in the gym and get together as a team, we'll take full advantage of it. To me, it's a 50-50. I mean, we could easily pick up right where we left off. That's Laker assistant Phil Handy saying it would be easy to resume play in the NBA. The Lakers, of course. In first place in the Western Conference. Still a long break, 50-50. I guess 50-50, anything could happen coming out of a break. You could pick up where you were, or you could find it tough to rediscover that form, get right into that groove. I don't know, I hadn't really considered that. It seems like it's a long way off still, PK. Yeah, you know what I've been thinking about this? You're talking about how the players need X amount of time when they come back. And to one degree or another, uh, I think they're seeing staying at least nominally active, right? They're not just entirely sitting on the Couchella weekend, as it's been called. They're doing something, I would think, you know, some form of exercise. And so I was seeing how this relates to uh, missionaries coming back. And basically, they're saying, you know, you're off a month. You need two to three weeks, if not four weeks, the exact time you've been off, to get back what you lost. And the missionaries are off for two years. Now, I realize they have some form of exercise. They're not just totally sitting. But it's nothing like the competitive aspect that they need to compete at a high level, their conditioning and their weight training and all that stuff. So it's made me think how we bring these kids back a couple of months, three months, four months, maybe six, seven months before the season starts, and they're supposed to be in shape after being off for two years, and we've had so many people caution us about NBA players, they're going to need some time to come back, and I haven't served a mission, I haven't played Division One athletics, but I can only imagine relating the two, how it must, how difficult it must be for these young men and young women, some of them, when they come back to try to get some form of conditioning and weight training and so forth to get something back in resemblance of shape it's got to be awfully difficult because we're hearing these professionals who've been training their whole lives basically miss a month and they're acting like uh, justifiably but they're acting like wow they're going to need so much time in order to avoid injury and these missionaries do it and of course we see them get injured and i've kind of related the two together to uh, draw a path a line to see how difficult it must be so if a missionary's gone two years, we assume they need a year when they get back to get into shape because the, the people who come back and try to play at the, you know, after four or six months seem to get hurt. So it's kind of that, you know, half the time you're gone, you need to get in shape. So yeah. if these players are going to be off from mid-March to, I don't know when, if they started mid-June, that's after three months, would they need six weeks to get into shape? Could they still do it in four Yaks in there, like, doing math, rolling his eyes, twitching. You would actually be laughing if you could see him right now. (laughs) So, uh, quite a bit of startup time, no matter how you do the math. Whether you think it's a month or six weeks, if they're going to be out 90 days, it just doesn't seem like they're going to pop back. I wonder what kind of experience Phil Handy has with this. You know, players who've been through an injury, surgery, rehab, especially if it's something major, the ACL, the Achilles, not just where you're out, you know, a few weeks, but where you're out six months or more. 
they probably have a little bit of experience of what it takes to get back. You wouldn't have to overcome the injury, but you still would have that, you know, while you're laid up, you're not you're not maintaining your skills. Is Phil Handy from that Handy and Handy company? Because I've never heard of Phil Handy. I don't know. Is he handy? Maybe in a basketball sense? As opposed to, you know, doing a project at your house that you don't want to do? Wrestling with the swamp cooler or the AC? Uh, tying my shoes? Yeah. I don't remember him, but it says he played at the University of Hawaii. So there you go. College basketball player. Uh, Jacqueline Cruz Towns, the mom of uh, Timberwolves star Carl Anthony Towns, passed away due to complications from COVID-19. She was 58. Towns revealed that his dad had tested positive for the virus, but it began recovering while his mom's condition had continued to deteriorate. And the other uh, NBA headline, the Chicago Bulls fired GM Gar Foreman on Monday after 10 years in his role, 22 years with the team. Move came soon after the Bulls confirmed the hiring of Nuggets GM Arturis Karnasovas as the franchise's executive vice president of basketball operations. No surprise there with the change. I think that was all kind of assumed. And what do you think, coaching change now for the Bulls or in another year? How long do you take to get to know the organization? Seems like they're cleaning house here. Uh, Sure, yeah. I meant Jim Boylan is dead man walking probably, but it seems like uh, that's just about the case for almost every NBA coach at some point. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I understand it. And Matt Rule's sitting there looking at who, who are the best football players that I have at my disposal right now. Christian McCaffrey is right up there. In fact, he's probably number one. Jason LaConfora from CBS Sports talking about Christian McCaffrey and is he worth $16 million a year? He's got a four-year extension with the Carolina Panthers. He is the highest paid running back in NFL history. A lot of clubs like to split that running back position and not pay either guy a lot of money. There's a handful of teams with stars who pay him, and Christian McCaffrey hits the jackpot. Yeah, well, he's really good. ESPN NFL Network are going to join forces for this year's NFL Draft. They're going to produce a broadcast that will air on both networks over all three days and originate from ESPN headquarters in Bristol. So if you like one or the other, the personalities or whatever, you flip back and forth, you're going to find out it's it's going to be the same thing. Full steam ahead now, PK. We're, uh, what are we, nine days out, I think. Finding out from sure. Find out where Jordan Love is going. How many Utes are actually going to be drafted? It's going to be at least six, but is it going to be seven or eight or nine? What's going to happen? I think those are the uh, the big stories for us here locally. Uh, at the top of the draft, everybody's expecting Joe Burrow. A new episode of Detail on ESPN Plus. Alabama head coach Nick Saban says, "I think Joe Burrow has great vision. Does a good job with pre-snap reads and knows where he's going to go with the ball. He can also extend plays and scramble throw, which I think is really really important. Puts a lot of pressure on the defense. So Joe Burrow is going to have a fantastic." to career in the NFL. I wonder, did he go to Davis Vision to get that great vision? I don't believe he did. Oh, I did. Former Vikings and Seahawks quarterback Tavares Jackson was killed in a car crash Sunday. He had served as Tennessee State's quarterback's coach in 2019 after coaching at his alma mater, Alabama State, following his retirement from the NFL. 
And the NFL and the Players Association finalized plans for modified offseason workout rules to govern the 2020 season with the team being unable to gather at team facilities right now. So this goes back to uh, what you were saying about basketball stars. Players have been off here in the offseason, the usual routine to get ready to go. Not going to be the same. It's going to have to be some kind of routine to get them ready for the NFL season, but it's definitely not going to be the same. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. There's a third scenario that's gaining momentum and that on the surface might sound preposterous, but I think a lot of reasonable people feel like it might be the most prudent course of action, and that's football in the spring. Beginning at some point in February into March, April, May, maybe you have the postseason in June. That would have to be reshuffled a bit. It would be bizarre. It would wreak havoc on some other sports in that time of year, but to avoid the financial disaster of having no football season in the academic year, I think it might be a fallback position. Chris Fowler, 2021 spring football for college football gaining momentum. I think he went to 1280thezone.com and has been listening to our show. It's good to hear Chris catch up, don't you think, PK? Oh, sure, yeah. If that's what you think, that's what I think. (laughs) And I assume that he's talked to people uh, in the higher levels of the sport and maybe people at ESPN, and it sounds like uh, they really are weighing that which is what we got told a couple weeks ago. I could live with that under the circumstances. If it has to be, it has to be. So I don't understand how it would wreak havoc on other spring sports. But nevertheless, the situation being what it is and the financial implications, I mean, these are serious issues here. You cannot just overlook money. I mean, you can't. I mean, people have lost their jobs. And uh, who knows who would be affected without a season and all that type of stuff. So if that's what they need to do, uh, just give us a heads up and uh, we'll plan accordingly. I think when they talk about wreaking havoc, they talk about so the uh, whole NCAA tournament is going to compete with college football quadruple headers. And there's going to be college football right through the NCAA Final Four. So I can see where they are thinking it have a pretty big impact on, uh, on one of their other big money makers. But it's still better than not having football. We've heard from people financially that that would devastate athletic departments and lead to lots of layoffs. Yeah, but see, I think that basketball could move around. And instead of having Thursday, Saturday, Friday, Sunday in the beginning, you have Tuesday, Thursday, uh, or Wednesday, Friday, something along those lines. So you can move basketball, and it doesn't necessarily have to be on the weekend. And I still think that because of the fact that you didn't have the tournament this season, next year would be that much more enjoyable no matter when they had it. And basketball is a sport that is easily shuffleable, which isn't a word, but you get the point. And, you know, you can play a couple of days and two games in a three-day span. Obviously, you can't do that with football. It's just too taxing. So, sure. Uh, I don't know that that would necessarily wreak havoc, though. I mean, I think we would adjust to that, and that would be sort of fun. I, I think what we're looking at, and we, we know we've talked about this with other sports, uh, how in a year and a half, if the Masters was able to pull it off in November, well, on Masters Sunday, you're going to have NFL football, too. So we're going to go uh, estimated, unspecified length of time without anything, and then when it comes back, it's like uh, you're going to get all of it. You know what I mean? You're just going to get a ton of stuff, 
And so in that regard, it's going to be somewhat fun to be flicking around. If it comes to pass and actually happens on Master Sunday, you know, I'm watching golf and then I flick over and I'm watching football or whatever it might be. And so we're going to have all this stuff jammed in to try to get a season from the leftover season. And in that way, I think we as sports fans will just make adjustments uh, accordingly. As much as we talk about spring football and as much as it is a realistic option, it is not a done deal. There are still other timetables and other plans that could happen. And the college football playoff executive director, Bill Hancock, told ESPN, we're planning on a CFP. That's what our staff is doing as we speak, and we're planning for it on time. It's too soon to speculate. It's only April. It's just too soon. It's premature. The decision about whether to have a season and a college football playoff won't be made by coaches and commissioners. It'll be made by the medical people. We we have to be prepared, and we will be prepared to have a playoff. So, Well, you know what they can do on that, on the playoff? Just start the season with the playoff because we pretty much know the teams that are going to be in it anyway. <laughs> Alabama, check. Clemson, check. Ohio State, check. Everybody else, you're fighting for one berth. You too, Notre Dame, you're not special. Think about that. If we gave you six teams, I'd take uh, uh, Oregon. Choose six. Oregon and Oklahoma. So, how how many of those would you get accurate? I think you would get three. I would get maybe all four. Right. I would get three or four because I would take. I would take Alabama. I would take Clemson, and this is without even working on it. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. Oklahoma and Oregon, and I really would need to do some homework on the sixth one. Notre Dame, who else in the SEC is primed for a big season and maybe could break through because we've seen Auburn do it. We've seen LSU do it. You know, is there somebody else? um, Notre Dame. I'm going to put out the name Jaden Daniels. ASU. In my dreams. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up, uh, Peter Costelli, the 2021 Utah quarterback commit, played at Mission Viejo High School, four-star guy. He's going to join us at 9 o'clock. His coach, Chad Johnson, at 8 o'clock. Danny Tarkanian, author of Rebel with a Cause, a biography of his dad, Jerry Tarkanian, is going to be here at 9.30. Coming up next, what are you craving? What are you really missing? What are you really wishing for? You're at home a lot. You're missing something. What is it? We will get to that next. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big Show, Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated. You know, Mitchell's in that position where he's not going to be going anywhere. I mean, he's going to get a max contract offer. And in the history of rookie contracts, there hasn't been a single player that's ever rejected a max contract offer. So he's going to be around. And I think it would have to take something catastrophic happening next year on the floor for this team to pull the plug and ultimately trade Rudy Gobert. I just can't see it. I can't envision that scenario. So I that's what's going to be paramount for the Jazz moving forward. you got two guys that maybe aren't going to be looked at as the best duo in the NBA, but they're what's right with the Jazz, and if you put the right pieces around them, you're going to be successful. Turn this out. Catch the Big Show, presented by Mountain America Credit Union, on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
DJ and PK is brought to you in part by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical is always open during this challenging time. Call Master Electrical Services at 801-543-2222 for upfront pricing and your satisfaction is guaranteed. Master Electrical Services will light up your day. All right. The question of the morning. What are you craving for during this stay-at-home time? What are you really missing? What do you miss most of all, PK? Well, on a scale of a real life, I just miss the normal routine, whatever that might be. When we all have our individual ones and we get comfortable, at least uh, to a degree, some of us would be content. For me, it's something that literally brings me a ton of joy is getting up each morning, maybe not getting up each morning, but going to work and doing the fortunate most... uh, what uh, what what word am I looking for? Luckiest job, whatever it is that I might be able to have. You know, I couldn't play third base for the Dodgers, so I wanted to go into sports radio, and I've been able to live the dream. And I'm fortunate enough that I still get to do it, even during this difficult time. So uh, I'm not in the studio. I would prefer to be, but the situation being what it is, a fortunate that we have the equipment to be able to still do it. And you and I have. You know, we can get along and function just fine, not looking at each other because we've been doing it for so long and we know each other's cadences, so to speak. But certainly the routine of life uh, am I missing. Just simple things. You know, I'm not one of these guys who takes uh, a three-week trip around the world. I mean, I haven't been to Canada. I haven't been to Europe. Uh, There's so many places that I haven't been. I haven't been to Australia. I'm, I'm the opposite of Johnny Cash. I've been nowhere, man. <laughs> I've been nowhere, man. I've been nowhere. <laughs> that doesn't really resonate, and it wasn't a country hit. It wouldn't be one. So uh, for me, it's a, a bunch of uh, accumulation of simple things, going to Chili's and having their chips, sitting there watching a game in the uh, bar area, those types of things, the little things. Sports-wise, I mean, it's literally everything. And right now, it would be two things for me. Obviously, the baseball season would be going on, and it's not going on, and the weather's starting to get warmer. And now that the, the weather's starting to get warmer, in my mind, I'm starting to think, all right, virus, I've pretty much had enough of you, and I've been fortunate enough that I don't have any symptoms. I don't believe I'm uh, positive. I believe I'm negative since I don't have any symptoms. I don't know that. I have not been tested. It doesn't seem appropriate that I need to be tested when so many other people are dealing with a far more serious situation than me and then certainly this week this is the start of the nba playoffs man we're supposed to have nba playoffs right now so in the moment those two because in the moment those two are things that we should be having and we're not having them you have touched on a lot of stuff that a lot of people have touched on and uh, the one word and you hit it about your sixth word in routine i'm missing the routine I'm missing what I normally do. I like the stuff I do. And it's little stuff from walking across the street and walking into the lobby of a restaurant. What? And ordering a sandwich. I mean, that's a pretty simple thing, but it's not happening now. To uh, walking into the arena and just feeling all the anticipation before a playoff game, you know? Are they going to be able to do it? Are they going to win tonight? And a series seesawing back and forth and just... Uh, missing all of that. And a lot of people went straight to their favorite sport. Dana, in all caps, jazz basketball with four exclamation points. 
but there are other people, uh, Brady's jazz and BYU football. You know, there are people that the routine is to go to the spring game, and it may be a glorified scrimmage, but it's something. And if that's something you've done every year and you've done it with, uh, you know, friends, family, whoever, I guess they're missing it. Uh, Jana says basketball in general. I guess she's missing the whole NBA playoffs, not just the jazz. You lived in L.A., so you know a lot of people are on this page. Mark Babcott says Dodger baseball. The boys of spring should be going now. It's mid-April. It should be happening. Matt's, Matt is missing NASCAR and baseball. The list goes on. Now, I don't get this one. Rick says he's missing Chinese food. You could do takeout. You can still get Chinese food takeout, can't you? Somebody's got to be doing it. <laughs> Uh, uh, maybe there's a particular restaurant, a favorite place that he wants to go to and sit down and enjoy the, maybe he knows the people. We don't have that as much here on this side of the country, but you go back east and you've been going to fill in the blank restaurant for many, many years. You know the grandparents, you know the parents, you know the people who work there. So it's part of your social sphere as opposed to just strictly getting uh, your food intake and you do those things and you, you know you hang out at certain places and there are to a degree people do that on this side of the country too i just think back east it's more prominent because there's more of a community feel in these towns that they have and so uh, at least there was when i was growing up there the community feel of it big time i used to my wife is envious i tell her the story that we would go to mass on sunday and then uh, drive home, and just about everybody would go to the same bakery and get uh, some type of cinnamon rolls or whatever it is that you're getting. And so you'd have to take one of those uh, ticker things uh, to get a, a number, and you'd stand in line, and you'd see the same people there every every Sunday after the 9 o'clock Mass, and it was just a routine, and you'd do it 40 Sundays out of the year, basically. And uh, so... That's one of the things that you know I can recall doing growing up. And so you certainly have that back there. We do have it out here to an extent. So maybe there's something involved there as part as the Chinese food at a particular place where you know the folks who are making the food. Fewer chains, more family place, more uh, two or three generations running a place. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, uh, you remember that Bob Delaney's book? He was the referee who was the... In- I, I know exactly. Undercover. I know, yeah, right. Yeah, he yeah, was the undercover yeah. ref, yeah. Is this right. going to go to that res- that restaurant that you drove by that was in The Sopranos? Uh, no. Oh, okay. It, w- uh, it is a restaurant that we went to, <laughs> and it was in our community. <laughs> and, and so he talks about going there as part of his uh, undercover job, and people hanging out, and I literally have been had been in that place, and uh, so it was something that uh, I could relate to, and and I brought it home. I went down to uh, Arizona for like President's Day weekend one year, and I bought the book, and I told my mother, I said, "Hey, man, this place that we went to, this is where he talks about," and she obviously she knew it. I mean, she lived there way longer than I did, I and mean, she moved out to Arizona in her forties. And uh, so had a much deeper, uh, obviously, Jersey experience. Well, she was one of these night owls and would stay up most of the night and blah, blah, blah. She read the whole book that night. 
The whole book. Wow, just to get a dose of Jersey, huh? <laughs> yeah. Some Jersey in that book. I need that. <laughs> she read the whole book because she knew I was going to take the book back. Did you want to read it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. nah, don't miss and an opportunity. Right. And once you got into it, uh, if you had experience to a degree with that, and I had been on the periphery of that type of thing, you know, I had some family members who... Uh, well, they were involved in some of that. You know, to what extent, I don't know. But I do know that uh, I do have some uh, folks in the family who uh, had, had, had gone to jail and all that type of stuff. So uh, you got she got just so enthralled in the book, read the whole thing <laughs> in one sitting, <laughs> knocked it out. So, uh, yeah, there is that type of stuff back there. Tommy says, uh, what do I miss? I miss someone else cooking and cleaning. What does that mean? I assume Tommy was bringing in a chef and uh, had a housekeeper and thought, well, I can't uh, have uh, people running in and out of the house and to lock it down and do it all himself, I guess. Okay. Nick says he misses a day off. Hashtag we are essential. I don't know. Nick did not identify where Nick works or what kind of work Nick does. Maybe he's uh, medical. I don't know. Yeah, I got plenty of time off because uh, that's that's another thing that I'm missing when it comes to work, uh, for sure. Because it would be a spring ball would be over by now. The Utes would have finished spring ball uh, last Saturday, so about three days ago, and I would have been over there at Rice Eccles, even though it is a dog and pony show, and the coaches uh, privately will tell you that. Uh, you still do it, and it's still something we cover, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but now it would be uh, I'm able to go to bed every night at 10 o'clock. Well, this time of year, uh, there are several nights that you don't go to bed at 10 o'clock because the West Coast playoffs, and they're starting after 8.30, particularly obviously with the Jazz, but the rest of them too, you feel obligated, not just obligation, you actually want to watch. So this time of year... Uh, I usually would, you know, eat dinner uh, and take a nap right after dinner so to make sure that uh, I'm up for the West Coast games, maybe miss the start of the Eastern playoffs, but catch the Western, particularly, obviously, with the Jazz if they're in the uh, arena. I'm at the arena, as we all are, and then uh, the television games, but also trying to watch as many as you possibly can on the West in the first round or so. It gets easier as the rounds go on because the games don't start as late. You know, they can start more traditional times, the fewer the teams. But to get all the games on television, they start the games a little later. So uh, I'm getting I'm getting way more rest, or I'm about to, because the playoffs haven't started yet or wouldn't have started yet. I'm about to get way more rest because there's really no reason to stay up now. I'm not missing anything. I can go to bed at 10 o'clock because there's nothing out there that's happening while I'm sleeping. I have never been so well-rested. Not since I started doing radio in the double dip. I'm with you 100%. There's nothing. You don't have to feel like, ah, it's over, but if I go to bed, somebody's going to wipe out an 18-point deficit in four minutes. So you end up staying up to the bitter end. But, uh, yeah, I totally get that. Uh, Lucas says, I am missing socializing within six feet of someone. Good. Yes, I suppose, but bad. (laughs) Back in the day, you used to walk up and shake hands with somebody when you met them. 
Well, two things there. Good that you're missing it because that means you're doing it. And bad is that you can't do it. Parker's missing ribs, brisket, bird ends, and a hot dog at Smith's Ballpark. That is very specific, but you know what? He, he knows what he's missing, so there you go. Take, uh, yeah, definitely. Take the transistor radio and listen to the dulcet tones of Steve Klauke while watching the game. Uh, I don't know if you do that anymore. You just have the uh, headphones in. But the uh, I'm not missing that yet because this time of year – I'm not aching to go to the ballpark because the weather hasn't been consistently good yet. But once, certainly, when the weather yeah. is, yeah. and that, that I mean, that place is just gorgeous. There's just no doubt about it. It's absolutely gorgeous to sit there and watch the sun going down and watch it reflect off the uh, Wasatch Mountains. The ballpark is just outstanding. That is a great, great venue. Jason's missing dinner and a movie out of my house. <laughs> The basics, dinner and a movie. Oh, yeah, I think for a lot of folks, the movies, I'm not a huge movie goer, but yeah, if you don't get it, if you are, and I know a lot of people love to go to the movies, I enjoy going there. I just don't crave it. You know, I can go two, three months without, and usually do, but when my wife says, hey, let's go to a movie, or I say, let's go to a movie, there's something out there that catches my eye. I mean, yeah, that's a fun thing to do. I love going to Jordan Commons, going in that main entrance and walking up. It's kind of an incline there. I've actually uh, seen you over there with your family. Yep. And you got those, uh, what are those, uh, roasted nuts off to the right and smell them. Oh, man. Good times. That, 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 that is, man. I, yeah. I just stand there, ah, take deep breaths. <laughs> we, we literally made separate separate plans, and we were both meeting people there, <laughs> and where we were waiting to meet, who was right at the top of that incline you're talking about, and we look at each other, and then other people are rolling up, hey, you two doing a show here? And we're looking at each other like, no, we're, we're just two average idiots <laughs> going to the movies with family and friends. Yeah. But when you got 20-whatever theaters there, uh, you know, people are bound to see each other. They're going to be seeing the same stuff. All right, what else are you missing? Uh, a guy in the 801 says, getting a haircut. Oh, yeah, all that stuff is uh, closed. Obviously, my wife just had one scheduled for yesterday that was uh, got the postponement announcement. Uh, I'm fortunate I got one right before uh, everything shut down, so I got a while. I'm just going to end up looking like uh, the picture from my senior year of high school. That's just the way that's going to work. People look at me like, your hair is so long. I'm like, it's not that long. It's been way longer than this. Wow. But it's back to the to future. A, I'd have to go a lot more time would have to pass by to look like my senior year in high school. Was it I down to your shoulders? Years. Down to your shoulders? Oh, yeah. 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 We've seen the picture. Click on the avatar, people. It's glorious. <laughs> what a man. You're like, like the, the lion in a Lion King. Stand on top of a rock and roar. Hey, Yock. Yock's in there, his head's bobbing. The motorcycle, yeah. man, even puts it over the top. Well, the motorcycle thing, that thing was coming off the uh, end of baseball season where you had to have it a little shorter. The senior pitcher was taken the summer before, and I still had another six months before I had to worry about getting a haircut. Whereas graduation, you know, they had rules, basically, for to play on sports teams that you had to have it. You couldn't have it as uh, as long. 
so it was somewhat shorter. I told the story of a coach cutting a player's hair in the locker room. Could you imagine that today? No. I literally saw the coach. He cut the player's hair. He said it was too long. If you want to play, he's got to get it cut. And the kid said, cut it. Coach cut it. He literally cut it. Somehow I feel like that would be a news story today. (laughs) And nobody thought anything of it. Uh, There's a couple answers out there that I haven't seen yet, and I'm scrolling through here as Twitter's just filling up with the responses. And uh, Moab. People missing Moab. It's the spring. It's time to go down there. The weather, like you say, the weather at the ballpark can still be a little iffy. You might hit a good day, but you can hit a bad one pretty easily. But if you go south then it's a lot more reliable. You Daddy says Moab, and that is collecting likes right now. A lot of people are missing that trip down south to the Red Rock country. I've never been to Moab, and I need to get down there. You really do. It is glorious. You Jed, here's another one. The gym slash camping. I was wondering if people were going to throw the gym out there. That's, a, that's routine. You see the same people. You're used to the workout. Kyle has just thrown up the same thing, too, the gym. So people are starting to hit that. I haven't been in a pool swimming laps in forever. Yeah, I was just reading this morning, going through stuff, see what's out there. Uh, in the D News, they had a story about uh, the quarantine 15. Uh, what the heck is that? People worried about the quarantine 15. Well, you heard of the freshman 15 when you go away for the first time and you gain weight. This was the whole premise of the story was the quarantine 15 in terms of you're not being able to go to the gym. And they've got a picture of the Vasa over there in Sugar House, which uh, I've been to many times. And it's empty, the parking lot. There's literally zero cars. And so that's the piece of art that they use. And the story is all about how folks can't go to the gym. So what are you doing to make sure you're getting your exercise? And I know I'm, I'm trying. I'm still trying to run for 30 minutes a day. Uh, but my uh, strength training is really lacking at this point. So I'm expecting some form of weight gain myself. I got a, a, a home uh, scale, and I'm trying to make sure that uh, I don't get above 185. And if I don't get above 185, then I can live with that by the time the gym's open. Tim says he's missing wall-to-wall, behind-the-scenes access to DJ and PK. Yeah, he's lucky, though, because he can get pretty nasty and pretty dirty. There's some (laughs) things that you really don't need to know and shouldn't see because you'd be very much surprised. And that Tim, by the way, is Tim Lacombs. I just tweeted back at him, you've had it. Knock it off. Get the neighborhood to make another video. There's 100,000 people waiting for the sequel. Did you see the video he put up? The neighborhood's no. singing and dancing, and someone's in a car, so there's a social distance. Everyone's at the edge of the driveway, and they got the music, and everyone dances and does their different families do their own thing as they drive around the neighborhood. And uh, people got nothing to do but hang out on social media. It's like, all right, I'll watch this. It's actually pretty good. They had to time down, coordinate. They had a lot of they had a lot of people out at the end of their driveway. Yeah, I sent you that video of a local. Uh Soccer team. Soccer team mm-hmm. of the girls kicking toilet paper, and then they edited it to make it seem like they were kicking it to each other. It was well done. Well done. Plenty of time for people to uh, 
to put that stuff together and get creative. All right, we got more answers pouring in. We will get to them coming up. We've got uh, Chad Johnson, head coach at Mission Viejo High School, 8 o'clock. It's uh, quarterback, four-star guy Peter Castelli. He's committed to the U. We'll talk with him at the top of the hour. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Brian D. Fisher, collegefootballtalk.com. The chances of a football season starting on time and then the chances of a football season. I would say there's a 100% chance of a season happening. When that is, it's certainly up with the date. I would probably put a, an on-time start around 20%. But that is just such a, a guess because we're so far out. I've heard everything from starting in October to you know starting in November and kind of splitting things up you know, after the new year. I, I think the calendar is, is definitely very flexible right now and you know everybody involved with college football understands that uh, this is a, a great unknown and that uh, happens with the season as well we don't know when it's going to start but we know it's going to come at some point hopefully in the near future catch hands and scotty every day presented by your rocky mountain chevy dealers on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network dj and pk it's 97.5 and 1280 the zone Time to check in on what you watched last night. I'm still knocking out The Office, season six. Coming near the end, three more episodes last night. Did you watch anything last night, PK, or did you actually turn the TV and the computer off? No video for you. Well, I did not turn the computer off. I was working on my weekly uh, story that I write. We'll have that posted tomorrow morning. And I usually do that on Monday and then uh, fine-tune it on Tuesday and ship it off on Wednesday morning. I was doing that, and then I was listening to the radio. I've got uh, Sirius Radio satellite on my phone, so I was bouncing around, and I came to you know the conclusion that Donna Summer clearly is the queen of disco, and it isn't even close. I saw you tweet that out, and I thought, what triggered that? What does that have anything to do with? Love to love you, baby. Oh, Yach, you should play it. It's highly sensual, and it really fits with my mood most of the time because I'm a sensual man. I think most people will understand that and be able to grasp that and actually appreciate that and, in many cases, encourage it, too. I mean, there's all sorts of words that I could use associated with that, but sensuality is my, you know, it, it's basically who I am. So I had that going on, um, and I was doing it on the couch, and my wife was watching television. And there's a show on your channel that I think uh, really describes uh, my portion of the show. And I said, what's the name of this show? And she said, Bull. I said, B-U-L-L? She said, yeah. I said, wow, that sounds like me on a radio. (laughs) Your wife is into Bull? Or did a promo just randomly come on? No, no, she was watching she's Bull. Watching, she's watching the show, okay. Yeah. Oh, listen to this. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Hold on a second. I need to drink water. Oh. <laughs> love to love you, baby. Siggy. Yeah. Go ahead. No. <laughs> Very vociferous. No. <laughs> That's your problem, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is my problem. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's your problem. This is not a problem. It's a blessing. You're, you're missing the whole point. 
it's like the Chinese food. We missed the point. He was complaining about the start of the virus. That's what that was. All yeah, about. we didn't get that. But, I did not get that. Uh, here, yeah, I mean, if you went home and just started to play this music and just looked at her with a slight grin, Yuck, don't stop it. Encourage it. Keep it going. <laughs> Let's just say there would be dessert in the James household tonight. Stone faced, he's not even reacting to it. PK. <laughs> now you got me now. That made me laugh. You calling me out for being stone faced made me laugh. He's speechless. Because you know what you know why he's not speaking right now, Yak? Because he's thinking of the possibilities. Yeah, I know. Love to love you, baby. <laughs> Reached number two on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. All right, I'm not going to do this. All right, DJ PK. When we come back, Chad Johnson, head coach at Mission Viejo High School. We'll see if he wants to sing any Donna Summer on the radio. Probably not. Talked about Peter Castelli, his uh, star quarterback. Finished his junior year. He'll be a senior in the fall, verbally committed to the U. And we'll talk to him about that and about uh, Utah's growing profile in Southern California. Because we had Norm Chow on yesterday, and he was able to give us Chad Johnson's resume, the quarterbacks he groomed as an offensive coordinator before he was head coach. He's wired in in Southern California. He's been a fixture down there. We'll talk with Chad next. Stay with us.